Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Gen Z Girl podcast. My name is Abby Aslan, and I am the host of this podcast. Today's episode is going to be all about post-grad life. (laughs) And I say this even though I am going to grad school, so there's that big reveal. I believe the podcast is getting this information first before my YouTube channel does. I've already vlogged talking about it, but I don't think the vlog will be up in time um before this podcast is so those of you who listen to the podcast get to know first (laughs) but yeah I am going to grad school and I just want to talk about post-grad life um in the sense I asked you guys on the Instagram page at Gen Z Girl Podcast if you guys aren't following it on Instagram I just asked you guys to ask me questions about post-grad life it could be about my career about what I'm scared of I just said I was going to be talking about everything about it in general even though I am going to grad school So I just wanted to talk about it because it's still post-grad life because it's just my next step after graduating my, after my four years. Um, It's just the step that I happen to be taking instead of going into a job. So it is still post-grad for me, but my true post-grad life doesn't really start until um, next year, I guess you could say. But anyways, I will go ahead and hop into the quote for this week's episode, which is never let fear decide your future and that's a super basic quote and I feel like all of us have heard it but oh my gosh is it so so relevant (laughs) because I feel like we get so caught up on what we are scared of happening or not happening in the future that we let it take control over us and the decisions we make like I know a lot of people who work in like the influencing influencer sector or whatever you want to call it and you know they're on youtube or they just have a high presence on instagram or whatever it is a lot of people make decisions um based off of the fear of you know like youtube crashing and burning one day or out of the fear of not making enough money or having an inconsistent income and you can't ever let fear decide what you're gonna do because you're never gonna know until you try like you at least have to try first and that is definitely how I've approached my entire career and like post-grad situation I have tried to approach it with the mindset of I am going to try um and at the very least you know like yeah I might fail but it will be a learning lesson for me and I'd rather try and know that it wasn't for me than not try and wonder if it was something that I wanted to do you know what I mean that's kind of also why I chose not to work this past summer and I just did YouTube um for the first time ever since I was like 15 because I wanted to see what it was like to do YouTube full-time and this was before I started my podcast um and I was nowhere near busy enough for it to like be something I did all the time and I realized that I would not like doing YouTube all the time because it didn't it didn't feel like a hobby anymore it felt like my job because it was all that I was doing and I was relying on it for income so I was really thankful that I tried that this past summer because I felt like if I wouldn't have tried it I would have started like my full-time job and I would have constantly like been wondering what it was like to just do YouTube full-time which of course now I feel like it's a lot more of a full-time job than it was last summer like with the brand deals I do and also with the fact that I have a podcast now there's more work put into it um I just feel like I couldn't have done it and I'm so glad that I tried it because now I can go into a full-time 
position knowing what it feels like to do YouTube full-time. And I've tried to test out for myself if the grass was really greener on the other side. And I've said it before in YouTube videos, and I think I've said it on this podcast, but I would never just do YouTube and podcasting. I would have to have something else going on, whether it was like starting my own business or like a nonprofit or something along the lines of that. I could never just do YouTube and podcasting. Like it's just not enough. Um, It doesn't fulfill me enough in a sense. Like I get a lot of fulfillment from it, but I, it's not busy enough for me at, at this point in my life. Like maybe it will be one day, but that's just not where I'm at right now. That's quite a tangent. But anyways, my goal for this week, um, I am on spring break as of tomorrow on Thursday after my 8 a.m. test and after I hold office hours. My corporate tax test is tomorrow, you guys, and I really, really, really hope it goes well. I've been studying so much, but I just really feel like it's not sticking for some reason and I don't know why. So I'm trying to record this podcast right now so that I can go to the library after this and just sit there pretty much the rest of the night. So anyways, um, my goal with that being said is to relax over spring break. I literally want to take advantage of it and just catch up on sleep, enjoy my time off. Um, and I just want to enjoy seeing my family because I get to see them. Um, I have to do my taxes over spring break, which is going to suck. And I also have to... Um, find where I'm going to live in Houston over spring break because I'm going to Houston for spring break, um, which that's going to be interesting because I'm hoping that I have two places that I want to go look at, which is not enough, but I'm just really praying one of them works out. So (laughs) I actually have a lot to do over spring break and I have videos to edit and I'm still going to have schoolwork to do. So I'm sitting here saying I want to relax as if it's like a real break, but I at least want to just like be present and enjoy relaxing and not feel like I have to do something every minute. But at the same time, I also want to make sure like I stay on top of my fitness routine because as of right now on Wednesday, I have not worked out since I did kickboxing on Saturday, which is totally okay. It's just I've been trying to devote all of my free time um, outside of having to do YouTube work and outside of having to go to class and do work for other classes. I've been devoting all that free time to studying the past couple or really since last Friday. So I just want to get back into the fitness routine and I know last time whenever I was in Houston for Christmas break, I was going to Alpha Elite with my boyfriend and I loved that gym. It was so much fun and so cool to go to like such a nice gym. So maybe we'll go there. I don't know, but I just want to stay on top of that and actually be able to rest in whatever time I do have to rest over spring break. And my gratitude for this week I am honestly just really thankful to be in good health Um, with the coronavirus going around and everything. I know a lot of people are taking it really lightly and all of that stuff. But I mean, personally, I have family members that like are very, very high risk and very sick right now that I wouldn't want someone's selfishness like putting them at risk of, you know, getting this coronavirus and it, you know, taking their life like that's awful. Um. I do think that it is like way, I don't know, maybe not right now. It's just like crazy because like part of me feels like it is being like way over dramatized in the media and I do think it is. Um, But because originally I was seeing how like the flu was more of a problem. Like, yes, there's been more cases of the flu, but I think the mortality rate is actually higher with coronavirus. I could be wrong. So like, don't quote me on that. But the last thing I saw, um, that was the case and the estimated like spreadability or whatever it's called I don't know the actual terms um isn't truly known for coronavirus so that's why it's like so up in the air and like a lot of my friends schools have been put online for the rest of the semester and their graduations have been canceled 
and Alabama hasn't done anything yet, but there's no confirmed cases in Alabama, and nobody wants to come to Tuscaloosa, and nobody comes to Tuscaloosa, so I feel like we'll be okay, but there's so many people going on cruises and flying and doing all this stuff over spring break, which is fine, but, like, everyone going everywhere and then coming back here, that's going to just make this, like, an interesting mosh pit. Um, but I'm just thankful to be in good health because I know during times like this, if you are someone who is at high risk, even if you're not an elderly person and you just have a compromised immune system, um, I can't imagine the stress of like worrying about whether other people are doing their part in, um, you know, washing their hands and not traveling to high risk areas and everything like that, just for the sake of your own life. Like that would be really scary um, because obviously people with diabetes and like just compromised immune systems and all kinds of stuff like that um, are a lot more high risk for this. So I just, I don't know, times like these are just very interesting and I'm thankful to be in good health, even though I say that as I'm like kind of sick right now, but I'm thankful to have like good overall health, I guess you could say. And I guess I can just go ahead and get into the questions that you guys asked me. I've only had this story up for like six or seven hours. So I'm only going to answer the questions that have been asked so far, but honestly, everyone's asking a lot of the same stuff, so I feel like the questions are just going to keep getting repeated anyways. So the first question is, what job do you see yourself doing after graduating? So as of right now, as long as I like don't have some kind of like quarter of like crisis or something and just completely change my path, um, I have my internship this summer at a big four accounting firm in tax. And I will never share like where it's at or where I work for safety and like policy reasons and everything because that's like a big thing, especially with big corporations. Um, But as long as that goes well, I would obviously hope to get hired by them um, and get a full-time offer and start that after I complete grad school, which basically the whole timeline of that would be like this summer I do the internship and then at the end of the internship I do like an exit interview and hopefully if it all goes well and if I enjoy it and I enjoy the culture and the people at the company, then um, I would accept an offer if I got one and then I wouldn't start working until probably um, August of what, 2021 I would say or around that time because I would do my year of grad school and I would just have that offer all while I was in grad school and then not start until like after I finished grad school and I would be taking the CPA while in grad school. So that's that. I'm anticipating as long as I like the internship and as long as it goes well and they like me um, and it's a good fit for me and I'm a good fit for them. Um, I plan on starting out um, just, I guess, job-wise be being a t- in tax Um which is like so crazy to think about, honestly. Like it's crazy that it's gotten to this point because I feel like everything I've been doing in college has just been leading up to this and I'm actually here now and it's kind of crazy. But yeah, just working in tax, I guess. I don't know like what industry it'd be or anything like that and I don't even know if I'd be able to share that if I did know. Um, But I'm just expecting to go into accounting at this point like and I'm fine with that I enjoy corporate tax like I actually enjoy my class which is why it's so easy well it's not easy for me but why I'm so disciplined with studying for it and why I study so much for it because I enjoy the content of it but I don't know that's that (laughs) and the other question that I probably should have answered this first so many people are asking about my boyfriend Griffin and I know everyone's asking about this because you guys haven't seen the vlog yet. Him and I both like sat down together while we were eating dinner um, for this vlog and pretty much we're like, ex- you guys will see it, but explaining like what we were doing because we had just found out that day. So this is 
the story. <laughs> this is our plans because so many people are asking if our plans like work out together or if we're going to be doing separate things or what his plans are, if he's going to grad school, all kinds of stuff. So to answer all of that, let me just walk y'all through it. I'll give y'all a little bit more of a detailed version since this is a podcast um, than I gave on YouTube. So basically, I was so on the fence about grad school for a number of reasons, but primarily because I'm really burnt out and I've just done a lot of school. Doing two majors is standard for me and it's all I know. But when I think about the fact that like I would have been done with school a year ago if I didn't double major, I'm like, man, like (laughs) I wouldn't be so mentally burnt out right now. But it's hard to like think of me doing another year of school, honestly, at this point. So that's why I was really on the fence about it, especially doing something so like intensive and specific, like a master's in tax accountancy. And um, yeah, I just didn't know if I wanted to do another year, but the biggest thing was definitely the financial aspect of it. Just because I do, I'm going to graduate, like honestly, like just being straightforward, I'm going to graduate with around 30 grand in student loans, I'd say, um, give or take a few grand. And those student loans, um, have they are not tied to tuition like at all, um, which is crazy because I am at Alabama on a full ride scholarship, but it doesn't pay for like my books, my living, um, any of like the fees that the colleges charge, which do add up, uh, parking passes and all that good stuff and dining dollars, everything like that. So I have always done um, financial aid and each year and I haven't done it privately. I've just done FAFSA and I don't even think I said that right. I always say it wrong, Um, but I've always done that. And the good thing is that most of my loans have been subsidized, so I won't um, be paying interest on them. But yeah, anyways, it's it's a lot of money. So me looking at grad school, I was thinking, okay, if I already, if you are completely unfamiliar with accounting and how it works, and if this is like me repeating myself so much, I'm sorry, but for getting your um, CPA license, which is being a certified public accountant, which if you don't get your CPA and you major in accounting, honestly, it makes your accounting degree kind of worthless unless you're planning on doing something else. Um, just because the CPA is like, the what you want at the end of your name to give you the ability to do more work because you're very limited if you don't have your cpa so to get that certification or that title or whatever you want to call it um you basically have to have 150 credit hours and i am graduating with like 168 i think and so i completely have that covered So uh, most people graduate though with 120 if they only major in one thing. If you double major, you will hit the 150. So people who only graduate with 120, they have to go to grad school to get those extra 30 hours so that they can sit for the CPA exam. Well, since I already had the 150, my big problem has always just been like, do I go to grad school? Is it going to be worth it since I already have the 150 hours and I could just go ahead and start taking the CPA? Or do I just go to grad school just to further my education and get to know more specifically about tax and have um, that time to take the CPA instead of taking it in a more condensed amount of time? So basically, I have all the credit hour requirements and everything, and I was just on the fence because of the cost of it. Because in my opinion, if I didn't get any um, scholarship for grad school, I didn't think it was worth it to take out, I'd probably have to take out another like... 10 grand in student loans. I don't know. That's just me ball, 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 ballparking it 
because I would pay everything I possibly could out of pocket, but I don't want to be like, like struggling to pay my rent basically by choosing to pay it out of pocket instead of paying student loans because I probably could pay the 20 grand out of pocket. It would just be a lot for me to handle on top of all the other bills to pay, if that makes sense. So um, I was basically thinking about that. And then I ended up finding out that I was getting a graduate assistantship that paid half of my tuition and um, also pays a stipend, which with the stipend, it makes grad school completely affordable for me. It's where I could pay out of pocket without taking out a student loan. And obviously that is a very hard thing to pass up, like getting a master's degree without having to take out any loans and paying for it yourself and it not being like too expensive for you to pay yourself is really incredible. And it's some, especially like staying at this school and it being like in Alabama and, or at Alabama, um, being able to stay here and not have to like up, uproot my life for a year and go somewhere else. So it was hard for me mentally to imagine passing it up. But then this happened and it made my decision for me. Um, I was talking to, well, Griff and I both were talking to Griffin's dad like on the phone and we had been talking to him and his dad um, is a CPA, but that's not like really like what he practices. Um, I mean, kind of, but whatever, that's besides the point. But <laughs> his dad knows a lot about it because he has his CPA. And he was talking about like, isn't there like some kind of 30 credit hour re a requirement that you have to meet for upper division accounting courses? And I was like, what? I was like, that can't be real. But <laughs> little did I know that in the state of Texas, you have, if you're going to sit for your CPA and get your CPA license, um, another one of the things you have that is like part of the qualifications is getting 30 credit hours in upper level accounting courses. Well, I didn't know about it because I go to school in Alabama and I knew that the, the in Texas, the CPA requirements were like more strict, generally speaking. Um, but I didn't realize that that was a thing. And I'm glad that I found that out, which I would have found it out eventually. I just hadn't taken the time to like really like dig deep into it, which I should have by now. But yeah, I found out you have to have 30 upper level accounting credits and I have 24. And it's crazy because I have a major in accounting and I have a specialization in accounting and I still only have 24 credits. But the reason why it's set up like that is because the state of Alabama doesn't require that 30 of the hours be upper division accounting courses. So I have to go to grad school in order to get to meet that 30 credit hour requirement to get my CPA in the state of Texas. So that's that. Um, and that kind of made my decision for me, which a lot of people are saying like, oh, can't you just like take two more classes to meet the extra six hours instead of getting your master's? And I'm like, yeah, but not doing the um, graduate assistantship position and just paying for the two classes out of pocket would honestly probably end up being more expensive than um, just going for the full year and getting the degree because basically they were just saying like take two more classes and don't get your master's degree and don't stay for the full year. But I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay, but I'm going to have to pay rent for a whole year because nobody in college towns does college leases less than a year. So I'm going to be paying rent anyways. And I wouldn't get the GA position that would be paying for most of it. So I'd be paying for it would cost me more to just take two classes than it would to do the entire master's probably since I wouldn't have the GA position if I just took the two classes. So that's that. That's my story. Griffin's story, on the other hand, he is majoring in accounting. If you guys didn't know, he played baseball his freshman year um, at a school in Mississippi. And um, he transferred here actually a sophomore year, which I feel like a lot of people don't know that. But 
that's um i met him like within the first couple i think the first month of um our sophomore year so it was the first few months of him or the first month literally of him being at the university of alabama and he's been majoring in accounting and he's known the entire time that he doesn't want to get his cpa and that he doesn't want to be a cpa he doesn't want to do anything in accounting if you know griffin personally or if you've ever met him um, he is an extremely outgoing person. We are polar opposites. Like our um, Myers-Briggs personality types are literally exact opposites. So it's like hilarious because I tend to be more attracted to people who are the exact opposite of me. Not, I don't want to say the exact opposite, but have, I mean, obviously have like the same like morals, values, whatever. But I would say a lot of the personality, like, a lot of aspects of the personality are opposites, such as I'm very introverted, he's extremely extroverted, but I think I like that because it makes me more extroverted because being with someone like that helps me get out of my shell more and it helps me grow out of my comfort zone and it pushes me to be more comfortable in areas that I'm uncomfortable, but that's besides the point. So if you know him, you know he's super outgoing, he can sell anything, he can talk about anything, he could talk to a brick wall for hours, Literally, like when we go out to bars, he makes like 50 friends every time we go because he'll just like see someone like he'll see like a group of guys dancing and he'll go up and like dance with them and he'll get to know them. And um, same thing at the gym. When we go to the gym, he's made so many friends at the gym and I've literally met like two subscribers at the gym and I consider them like my pals because they're subscribers and everything. But he like is meeting these people that he continues to hang out with and I'm like, oh my gosh, like what is this? Like, I don't know what that life is like. Please let me know. And he just really wanted to, he's always known he wanted to do something in the realm of like sales or real estate or um, even finance because he is good at finance and he likes finance. Um, And he kind of knows um, what that lifestyle and stuff is like just because his dad is in wealth management and that's just kind of like what he's seen and has he knows a lot about um kind of how it works and everything just because like obviously like I know a lot about like teachers and everything because my mom is a teacher and I know a lot about like how their job works because my mom is a teacher and I grew up around that just so it's the same thing for him and his dad um obviously like whenever he was playing baseball freshman year like a lot of athletes when they go into college I don't want to say everyone's like this but a lot of athletes don't really know what they want to do and they'll just you know major in whatever and then they'll figure it out later and um Basically, I had Griffin explain it because I don't feel right being the one explaining it because it's like his situation. But um, on the on my vlog that you guys will see very soon, if you haven't already, um, you'll hear him talk about it. But basically, his dad just like was like, oh, you should just major in accounting. So that's what he's been doing. And his dad has like wanted him to take the CPA exam, which is like totally fine and everything. But he is just very adamant about like, this is not what I want to do. And since he knows for a fact that that's not what he wants to do, he's not going to do it, obviously, because it's a lot of time and money. So he decided that um, recently, you know, like he's been on the fence about like what he wants to do, but he would rather take his CFP exam for the certified financial planning. And um, he would rather do that just because he likes that side of things more. But he does not know... Um, I think he's in the process of figuring that out like literally today. So he doesn't know for sure if he's going to be staying. Um, he's going to be here in Tuscaloosa with me next year. 
and we're going to sign a lease at uh, an apartment tomorrow so we're getting out of this live this house and this living situation praise the lord that was one of the questions too that someone asked about my living situation which i can get into later but we're gonna go sign a lease tomorrow and for an apartment and um we're just gonna do that before spring break just so we can get it out of the way but a big thing for him was just that he doesn't know if for taking the um cfp exam he can either do like an online thing where he like gets he does like the online course and gets i don't know a lot about it but there's an online course that you can take and get um the your qualifications or whatever out of the way to take the um cfp exam so he can do it online or he can um wait to graduate until next may which like he has been on track to graduate this may and he still is like he could literally walk the stage this may but he may just extend his graduation and add a personal wealth management minor which the personal wealth management um minor here is like accredited through like the cfp like board or whatever um and it counts as like the qualifications or whatever they need to take the cfp so basically his option is to not graduate right now this may and do the personal wealth management minor and have like a very structured um program for taking the cfp or he could just do it all online and graduate now this may like he's been planning on and um take it online but it takes about nine months to take the course so that's like pretty much the amount of time that we're in school so he would just be with me in tuscaloosa um doing that course online or he'll actually be here going to school doing that personal wealth management minor so that's his plan and i'm honestly so happy for him and proud of him because he's been so like oh, i don't know what i want to do like i don't know what comes next and he has an internship this summer that's in finance so i think that'll be really helpful for him um because last summer he did one in sales but he didn't really learn that much because just the structure of it i think and the one he's doing this summer i think um it, i think he'll get a lot of insight into what he wants to do and i'm just really happy for him for making that decision for himself and i'm excited for him and proud of him because i tell him all the time like it's impressive that you transferred schools and you played a sport your entire freshman year and you're still graduating on time with an accounting degree like that's really impressive in my opinion like I don't I don't know like because transferring nothing like a lot of his stuff didn't transfer over so he had to take a lot of like interim courses like during the winter and during summer and all this stuff but long story short we will be together here in Tuscaloosa next year um but he doesn't know which of those two things he's doing next year and honestly it's a blessing um an answer prayer that I found out that I have to get those six extra hours because I didn't know what I was going to do. I was so clueless on what decision I was going to make you guys. Like it was just hard to decide because it's like, yeah, I would love to go ahead and start making money and working as soon as possible. But at the same time, I'd rather take the CPA like while I'm in college and like have more free time to study because obviously it's going to be literally physically impossible to study for the CPA work full time. And, um, literally like run a youtube channel and podcast so i think this is good for me and i think it'll allow me to like learn more and prepare more for the future and that's a really long explanation of like the next step um but i am really excited and really looking forward to it and i just really it really really feels right you guys you know like whenever you like make decisions and like you can just tell from the get-go you just have like a weird feeling about it this really really feels right and i'm very happy about that and the reason it feels right is because like 
my professors literally already told me that they've been talking about the position I'm going to have as a GA. So I know that they're like thinking of me and I feel so valued. And like, that's one of the reasons why I freaking love Alabama as a school. My professors have like literally always made me feel so important. And it's mainly the ones I've like gotten close to, obviously, not just like a random professor that I like never speak to, but like the ones I've gotten close to, like really, really like see how hard I work and appreciate it and it makes me just so happy to know that like they they see that and they recognize that and that they appreciate it and um I love that they give me the same respect that I give them so I don't know just side note thank you Alabama for that but that is that so sorry that was so long and complicated but honestly it's been such a complicated situation like Griffin has been so 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 stressed trying to figure all of this out because he's just been so on the fence about he's like known he didn't want to do accounting but he hadn't like figured out what he wanted to do next and now he's like you know what this is what I want to do and that's what he's going to go for and obviously things can change we can sit here and and try and plan out our futures as much as we want but like lord knows what's going to happen like we do not really like I mean like we have control over it to an extent but like the our future is like in God's hands and we like we both trust that And, um, I really feel like this, like I said, this is a step in the right direction for me because I've said this before on the podcast, but like my biggest prayer has for sure been just revealing the next steps I need to take to fulfill God's plan for me. And it's just kind of like all been lining up and we were both real, like, this is like a really honest moment. We were both really, really scared about what was going to happen because, me not knowing if I was going to grad school or not and he would have had to go to grad school if he was getting his CPA to get the 150 hours but since he knew he didn't want to um, we never really considered that that much but we have always known that there was a possibility that one of us would start working and one of us would be still be in school and it would be really hard for like long distance of 10 hours to work if that were the case, so the fact that, like, I have to go to grad school and he has to, like, complete either this online course or complete um, the personal wealth management minor in order to get the CFP, the way that, like, lined up was just, like, really great timing and just really great overall for us because I'm not gonna lie, we were both, like, really stressed that, like, one of us would be in, like, a completely different phase of life than the other and it would be really hard to make it work, which we were both willing to make work. And we knew we could get through, but like it would have been very hard, as I'm sure you guys can imagine. And we're going to be doing long distance this summer because his internship is in Dallas and mine is in Houston. And a lot of people think that I just like followed Griffin to Houston, but my brother lives there now um, and he has for a little over a year. But um, that's where he works. That's where my, I mean, my sister-in-law is like obviously married to him and like they live there. And I got my internship in Houston um, two summers ago, like four months into mine and Griffin's relationship. But it was very like coincidental because I applied to a bunch of internships and the only one I got accepted into was one in Houston. And then um, I really enjoyed it. And I obviously figured that Griffin and I are, you know, together for the long run. And why would I not go to Houston um, or why would I not choose Houston as like my city whenever I was going through accounting for or recruiting for accounting? Because I had to decide all of this literally a year and a half ago about where I wanted to go. So I was just like, I guess Houston, because I, I mean, I know that's where my brother's going to be working and I know 
that that's where I did my past internship and really enjoyed and Griffin's from there so like why not um and obviously there's like not much in my hometown for me as far as opportunity goes so that's to clear that up because I know a lot of people probably are like oh you're just following him but like no now he's going to Dallas and I'm gonna be in Houston so who knows we may end up in Dallas depending on whose job is where and all that kind of stuff but that's all a later problem so that's that and um, the next question is how do you decide for yourself if it's worth pursuing a master's degree so this is very subjective and it's very dependent on what you are getting your master's in so what for accounting honestly this is me being very straightforward again um, it would have been an absolute fat waste of time and money for me to get my master's of accountancy if I was doing, um, if I was planning on practicing accounting in any state other than Texas that doesn't have this 30 upper level accounting credit hour requirement, because if I already had the 150, literally the master's of accountancy, um, degree, like pretty much exists for people who only have 120 hours and need 150 hours. And it pretty much exists to give you those 30 hours. Like, and so many people I have talked to that work in accounting now and, like have already been through all of this or people who I have um, fellow friends who are accounting students right now that are in the master's program and who are like literally in the middle of it but have already completed their internship. They've all said that like either people have told them at the firms they work at or they've straight up or I have straight up heard people from firms say how much of a waste of time the um and money the masters of accountancy is so unless you like need the 30 hours like it's a complete waste and even then like people still say it is but there are a lot of like masters of accountancy programs that really tailor the program to getting you to pass the cpa which i think it's very valuable in that sense because it helps you a lot but alabama's program isn't really structured like that as much as auburn's is per se so that's that. But honestly, if you're trying to decide on whether or not to go to grad school, the best thing you could do for yourself is talk to someone who has that degree that you're wanting to get because you're not going to be able to make those judgment calls as someone who hasn't experienced it, if you know what I mean. So if you have connections or if you can find someone that can get you connections to someone who has that degree or maybe even someone that works in that program, you could just sit down and have a conversation with them and you could see what the career opportunities are with having that master's degree, um, if it gives you like an advancement in your starting salary or anything like that. And even if you don't get your master's right away, like you could always get it later on. But I think the biggest thing is doing your research and seeing like the degree of opportunity, um, the extra degree of opportunity that you get for having the master's degree, if it really helps your salary out a lot. So like if it's going to have a really good rate of return for you pretty much on your investment in going to grad school. Because obviously it's going to be expensive unless you like get a full scholarship, which is incredible if anyone does. Um, but you want your investment to like be worth your money. And I would say generally speaking, like they will be if you have those high aspirations for yourself. But I think that the biggest thing, um, you know, you need to see where you're at. If you have it in you to do more school, you need to see like what that program is going to provide you with opportunity wise. And you need to see how much it's going to cost and how much return you're going to get back from that and just talk to the people who are in the actual program and that's the best way to get like a true idea of whether or not it will be worth it so this next um question or statement or whatever uh she said just got rejected do you have any tips to strengthen applications and reapply next year i'm so sorry about that um i just want you to know 
that everything happens for a reason and I know you probably want to punch me through the phone or whatever you're listening to this on (laughs) for saying that but I promise you there is a reason that certain program did not work out like it's all going to play out how it's supposed to and you may not know that reason right now but maybe and you might not know it for another 10 20 30 years but there is a reason why that program is not it for you but if you still want to try and go for that program maybe now is just not the right time for you to be doing that if that makes sense so as far as strengthening your application goes and reapplying Um, I honestly think that you should reach out to someone who's over that whole admission process and who decides if you have their contact information, which generally speak, like I know I would be able to get the people's information or I already have it who decide for the master's in accounting and MTA program here at Alabama. Um, and if it were me and I got rejected, I would honestly reach out to them and just say like, Hey, um, I, you know, I am, I totally understand your decision and I respect it, but I just wanted to reach out and see, you know, what things I could do to improve my chances of getting in next year or something along the lines of that. And that's honestly a really respectable thing to say because it shows that you really care about that program and that you're really wanting to improve yourself and you're looking to improve yourself and you're not letting that one, um, rejection set you back. Like you were, taking advantage of that rejection and doing all that you can to make yourself better um and that's like honestly just like an important character trait to have like you always want to take lessons out of your rejection and use them to make yourself better and um so I am really sorry about that but to strengthen your application definitely reach out to them and just ask you know like hey what was it you know that didn't really like look so great or what could I do to improve for next year if it's your GPA and you're not going to be taking any more classes then that's just really hard and you might just have to find a program that's more accepting of your GPA um if it's a test score I know a lot of schools will let you write like um sort of like an essay or explanation thing that lets you explain um kind of try and justify your lower test score especially if you have like a higher gpa but a lower test score so maybe you could look into that um but if it's something that has a lot to do with extracurriculars just really try and get involved in something you're passionate about and it's better to get really involved in one thing rather than being like just getting your toes wet and like 50 things if you know what I mean like for me I'm really I've been really involved in the lift program since my freshman year um I didn't do it for two semesters I think total but I've done it pretty much since spring of my freshman year since then and that's gonna be what I'm doing in grad school as a GA is being over that lift program and being a GA for the lift program so they knew that I was committed to the lift program because I did it freshman or spring of my freshman year um, because it was required for my class, but I continued to do it voluntarily because it was something I enjoyed and I got myself involved in it and I led classes and I volunteered. And they know now, like the people in the grad school and the people over the admissions process, they know that I've been involved in that and they know that I've committed myself to it. So they know that I'm a reliable person for it for grad school, if that makes sense. So I think that, you know, just reach out if you can if it's your GPA try to find a program that will be more accepting of it or reach out and see if there's a way for you to justify or something or if it's your test score and just make sure that your involvement is strong because I know a lot of schools do like to look at that as far as allocating like TA and GA positions and stuff like that goes so 
that is that. And next question is, are you excited? Yes, I am excited for post-grad life. Um, I know this has all been about grad school so far. But I think the thing I'm most excited for is to just not have schoolwork anymore because your girl is burnt out. I mentioned this in my YouTube video, but I came into college with 60 credit hours. And I know that's a lot, but my high school like really, really pushed AP and dual enrollment classes on us. Like they shoved it down our throats and we had seven periods. So, you know, like my junior year, I was taking, I took more than seven college classes my junior year because the DE ones were semester based. So I knocked out a few extra because of the DE ones being semester based and everything. So I came in with a lot of credits. I did a lot of college classes in high school. I've done a lot of college classes in college and I'm just tired. So I'm excited to like not be tested anymore and things like that. I'm really excited to like have a structured routine. But at the same time, I know I'm really, really going to miss like being able to schedule my own day like I can in college. So I'd say I'm most excited for that. And then like being able to travel and like actually um, like making more money. Like I make um, great money off of YouTube, honestly. And I'm so thankful for that. And I literally don't man, it would just be like so hard to even be thinking about grad school if I didn't have um, the money from YouTube to help pay for it. So I'm really thankful for that. Um, I do know that like going into grad school, like I'm probably just going to be financially independent starting, um, I guess, next school year. Yeah, starting really, I mean, maybe even the summer, which I've said it before, but um, my parents do pay for my um, car insurance, my health insurance, and then my phone bill. So those are like the three bills that they still pay for, but I pay for everything else. So I'm probably going to be taking those on um, as of like the end of the summer in grad school, just because I don't expect them. Like it's my decision to extend my uh, education. So like I'm not going to rely on them to continue supporting me when it like I can pay for it myself. And I know that they wanted to give me the same amount of support as they gave my brother, which his was four years. So mine's four years and it's about to be up. So I'm totally fine with that. Um, so I'm not excited about all the bills, but <laughs> it's part of life and we're all going through it, you know? So that's that. But next question is tips for getting recommendation letters and finding internships and TA positions. So getting rec letters, what I did, I did one person from my internship two summers ago um, that I like kind of did a lot of work under. And then I did two professors but one of my professors I've been a TA for so I was kind of like their employee in a sense so I tried to do a mix which like you could do a coach if you like play a sport or you played a sport up until a certain point in your life um definitely a professor and this is why it's so important to get connected with your professors early on and develop a relationship with them because my professor that I am a TA for right now taught me fall of my freshman year, fall of my sophomore year, and um, fall of my senior year. And I've been his TA now for two semesters. So just think of how much time like he's seen me as an individual. I've never missed one of his classes before as far as being a student in his class goes. I've always sat front row in his classes and worked really hard to get good grades and perform well and everything. And even if you don't get the best grade, you can still ask for recommendation um and another person you type of person you could ask like if you are involved in any type of community service or whatever your extracurricular is someone that oversees that that sees your commitment to that thing is really good so it's really good to diversify your recommendation letters like you don't want to just get three professors or th like three random um people that like you worked under or something like that so definitely try and get 
like a boss, um, a professor, and then someone who knows your involvement in extracurricular, which the second professor that I wasn't a TA for, I had her my freshman year and she's teaching my corporate tax uh, class now, but she is the one who created this lift program that I've been doing since my freshman year. So I asked her because she knows me from doing that program throughout the years. So my tips for getting the recommendation letters, like you have, you cannot wait until it's spring of your senior year to get close to your, um, you know, your professors or even fall of your senior year, I'd say. But it's really important to establish those connections and it's really important to get involved for that reason in something. You don't have to be involved in a million things. You don't have to be in a trillion clubs. Like just get involved in something, get to know your professors and everything will work out and you will definitely have plenty of recommendation letters. Um, as far as finding TA positions goes, the best thing to do, um, the way those are organized is typically through like the department of the college. So like for the business school, business college at Alabama, um, I am a TA in the Econ, Finance, and Legal Studies department, and they hire undergraduate TAs. And then, um, like, for accounting, none of the TAs are undergraduate. They're all graduate students. So it's different department to department. So talking to someone um, who works in the office for the department or who is over the department um, and asking them, like, I know that may be uncomfortable. And for me, the opportunity came to me. I didn't seek it out. But if it's something you really want, that is something that you're going to have to go seek out. Um, and that's just that. So you may have to go and talk to a couple people. But if you show your interest, I'm sure they will want the help as long as they have those positions. So next question is, did you ever reconsider your major? This is like really a college q and I'm so sorry. Um, I did reconsider my major my freshman year mainly. I thought about going into education and I thought about doing... All kinds of stuff. Um, honestly, like it's crazy. I thought about last semester after I took my law and econ class about going to law school and like focusing on tax law. But then I was like, I definitely can't do three more years of school, guys. Like I can't. So I haven't really ever reconsidered it while I've been in accounting. But my freshman year, I was so close to switching to education um, just because I've always like thought my ideal like career path would to like be working in the field for a little bit and then be a professor and I think that um I, I told my parents that and my mom like obviously was like oh yeah that'd be great like because she's a teacher but then my dad on the other hand is like you have to realize the amount of student loans you're taking out and it is a lot like it's a lot compared to some people but it's also nothing compared to other people and I'm thankful that my dad has always been there to like bring me back down to reality and back down the earth it has always like pissed me off in the moment, but in hindsight, I'm always so thankful for his input and his insight because he would say things like, do you see yourself being passionate enough about anything that you've taken so far in college? Like my freshman year, he was like, well, are there any subjects that you're really passionate about that you would like to teach one day? And I was like, yeah, I mean, I loved microeconomics and here I am a TA for one. And that, like, I would love to teach that one day if I ever got the chance, but like here I am in accounting. So I don't know, but he would ask me that and he's like, you know, you can you don't have to get your degree in education to be able to be a professor. And I didn't really understand that when I was a freshman, honestly. And now I understand that like I can go work and then just come back and be a professor. 
um, with experience and everything, but it won't be like a true professor title if I don't have my PhD, but that's besides the point. So education was like the one time I reconsidered my major and that was like during a very like life crisis time during my freshman year. That was when I was applying to transfer schools. That was when I was about to start my YouTube channel. I was just very, I felt very lost with like my purpose in life. So I thought that like changing my major would help that, but I'm glad I didn't. So, okay. Next question. Biggest regret during college? Oh my gosh. I don't want to say I regret anything because I feel like everything's gotten me to where I am now. I don't know, you guys. I'm just going to use a cop-out answer and say I don't regret anything, but if I had to say something, it would be living in a house um, just because it's been so much more expensive and it's obviously been a nightmare for me. So that's like the one thing. Do you think maybe it'll be easier to make friends in post-grad with no more sororities? Um, It definitely like is so easy to compare yourself to other people and see the people around you who have a lot of friend groups and everything that are in sororities, but like it doesn't really affect me anymore now that I'm a senior. I think it's actually going to be really hard to make friends post-grad just because it's hard to commit yourself to having that social life when you're so tired after work and everything um and you just want to rest especially someone like me who's going to be juggling youtube and a podcast and a relationship too a lot of my free time is probably going to be spent doing all of those things so i actually think it's going to be really hard for me but i'm hoping that like i just can make good relationships with my coworkers and um develop friendships in that but i also really want to have friends outside of my job so um i think it'll be okay though like it'll all play out how it's supposed to. I'm just going to be patient and not like rush anything and like jump into the first people I meet and um, obviously be open to just meeting new people. So I do think it'll actually be a lot harder. Um, I honestly, I don't know though, because it was really hard in college. Like it took me a good two and a half years, I feel like to just get really close friends. So that's a tough one. I really don't know, but I don't know. We will see how that goes, but yeah, we'll see. Next question is, um, are you scared of not knowing what's going to happen? And that is yes, 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 absolutely. Yes. So I think this is like where I'm going to wrap it up because pretty much all of the other questions are, um, like repeated or whatever. So I am scared of not knowing what's going to happen just because I have seen everyone around me that does YouTube, um, to the same extent I do quit their full-time jobs which is totally okay because if they're in a position where they're making more money doing something they love like YouTube than working a nine-to-five who in their right mind would stay with the job that takes more time and makes them more miserable and is making less money than the other job like nobody would do that I have nothing but respect for the people that have done that um I think that it's really important to get involved in something else besides that so that you're not finding all of your worth within doing YouTube and um, you're not relying like because YouTube turns and I mean it is a job at that point but like it feels more like a job when that's the only thing you're doing so I hope that everyone who does YouTube and does quit their job finds a way to involve themselves in something else so that they can get that um, really get the most out of it I guess is what I'm trying to say and that was another question I got is if I will be doing that if I like wherever to do YouTube full-time and forego doing a nine to five, like it would be for the same reason everyone else has. And that's because it is paying more and it's more enjoyable or whatever for less hours or something like that. But at the same, I don't know. I like, I really enjoy the structure of like having a job and everything. 
and it's going to be really stressful for me and my biggest fear is just like all of this failing and I sit here and I tell myself that like I'm going to make it work but like how guys literally how it's literally working two full-time jobs and who do you know that works full-time two full-time jobs nobody (laughs) and especially when one of the jobs um during like a good few months of the year is working that like double the hours a normal full-time job works because of busy season so not only like I think that the career I'm going into makes it even harder than a lot of the people who have um been like youtubers and done full-time jobs because I'm not saying that they didn't work a lot of hours because I know a lot of them did but I'm saying like they're like it's literally the reputation of accounting to work 80 to 100 hour weeks you know three months out of the year do I know if it's going to be like that exactly where I work no like that's why I'm trying it like I said earlier in this episode I am trying before I'm ruling it out and I really am going in with like no expectations just so I can like be surprised by everything I don't want to go in with like really high hopes but I also don't want to go in dreading it because I feel like two years ago I went into my internship dreading it just because it was gonna just be like an office job and I was kind of dreading that but I'm going in now like I'm just gonna be like you know what I'm so excited for this I can't wait for the opportunities it's gonna bring me the learning lessons the people I'm gonna meet the things I'm gonna learn and I'm just trying to be the most optimistic girl in the world about it um and I feel like that's the best way I can personally prepare myself for it but I'm really scared of um having a YouTube channel honestly because I read an article about a girl that had a YouTube channel that made one to help people going through the CPA and studying for it and everything and she was working at a big four and um she had like a issue with HR about it like this is literally an article that I saw through an Instagram story from some from like the financial diet I think and um it ended up like causing issues with work and everything even though she was never um breaking the rules by like saying where she worked or showing anything or showing any coworkers or mentioning any coworkers or any clients anything like that like she was following all the rules and it still posed to be a problem and she ended up like not doing she's not doing youtube anymore um which she had just started it um and I don't think that like she had been doing it like as long as I have or anything like that so she's just like doing accounting now but I don't think she was she's at the firm anymore where she was when all of that went down but that honestly gave me a lot of anxiety like I'm not I I just don't know how to approach a situation because like what do you do like I can sit there and I can obey all the rules and everything but like what if it is a conflict thing like I'm so scared and like I feel like it's something I should like talk to HR about like off the bat, like right in the beginning and just say, you know, like I'm never going to break the policy or anything. And I'm always, you know, going to keep these two things completely separate. But I'm just really worried about that. And I honestly feel really weird like talking about this right now. But I've had so much. Ang- I literally mentioned in a vlog recently at the very end of the vlog that I have a lot of anxiety about like how everything's gonna work out and it's pretty much stemming from reading that stupid article which I know her experience is not gonna be my experience and it's just handling all of that I just it just makes me really really stressed so I am really nervous about what's going to happen and you know right now I'm just trying to be as honest with myself as I can about what I want to do and do I see myself doing public accounting for the rest of my career no like I see myself doing this as starting out and seeing if I like it or not 
And who knows, maybe I'll love it. And I do want to stay in public accounting for the rest of my life. Um, Am I saying I'm going to get a job at a big four firm? No, I have no idea. Am I saying that I'm going to work at a small firm? I have no idea what's going to happen. Like all of that will play out. But I'm just really worried about, I think, the whole crossover between YouTube and then like working at a big corporate place, honestly. That just really scares me now that I've seen um, a bad or I've read about a bad experience of it. But like I said, I can't translate her experience into my experience so I need to keep those two things separate and stop worrying about things that I can't really control right now so that's that but yeah that was really strung out so that was just me being extremely honest with you guys and I feel like people are going to think that I'm sitting here saying that I'm just going to only do this for a few years and then quit and do YouTube forever like no I also really honestly love real estate I could see myself doing that one day I could see myself being a professor like I see myself doing a lot of stuff and I think that starting out in public accounting will be great for me because I think I'm going to learn a lot and I need something that challenges me in order for me to enjoy it. So I think it's a great first step for me and do I think it's for me forever right now? No. Um, But can I completely rule it out of the equation and say I'm only going to do it for X amount of years and then I'm going to do something else? No, because who knows? I may love it. So it's all something that we're going to find out and we're going to play it year by year day by day, year by year, how do you, year by year, that's definitely not the saying, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore, I'm so out of it, but hopefully that answers a lot of your questions, this was definitely more of like a college grad school Q&A, but um, I tried to talk a little bit more about postgrad there towards the end, so I just want to end this by kind of addressing those of you who feel lost on what to do after graduation and how to like cope with that indecisiveness and that indecisive stage which is exactly what the very first question that someone asked um was basically how to cope with not knowing what to do after graduation and feeling lost i think that you can't let fear decide your future like i said um you need to come to terms with yourself with what you really want i think that's something a lot of us struggle with especially in this stage of life is feeling pressure to do what the people in our lives want us to do whether it's our parents our friends our siblings our significant other there's a lot of pressure coming from a lot of different directions about like what people think you should be doing but this is a time this is such an imperative time to like be honest with yourself about what you want to do and that's something i've really 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 struggled with for a long time is like being completely honest with myself about like what i want to do for the rest of my life and i had to come to terms with the fact that like you know what, being 100% honest, no, I don't want to do accounting the rest of my life or at least public accounting for the rest of my life, or at least I don't think so at this point. But that doesn't mean that I can't try it and do it as long as I want to do it and then figure out what I want to do after that. I also want to let you guys know that your first job like does not have to be like the dream job. A lot of people work a lot of very boring and awful and low paying jobs before they get their dream job. It's a process, but a lot of us um, ride on instant gratification nowadays and we just expect to be satisfied completely and we expect our first everything to be the best and our first um job our first house our first car to be our dream job our dream house our dream car but no we have to work for those things and that's totally okay you know if you don't love your first job like do i think that you should just go ahead and quit not necessarily but i think that you should maybe make up a plan of action for figuring out like what you may want to do next and 
keep that job while you figure that out and because I do think life is too short to do something that you don't love um like you should always be doing something you love at the end of the day because life truly is too short to just be going through the motions like that but at the same time you have to be realistic and make sure that you can provide for yourself and those that may rely on you if you have children or something like that or a dependent family member you have to be able to provide at the end of the day for yourself or for them or for both and um i think that dealing with this indecisive stage it's really important to have like a mentor or a family member or friend to talk to um because being alone in this stage is really hard and feeling like you can't voice your worries and your anxieties about stuff or your excitement about stuff with other people that makes it a lot harder and i think especially having someone that's like a mentor in your life that can kind of guide you especially someone who maybe has been in your shoes before that kind of thing can be really helpful. So definitely try and find someone like that if you don't have someone like that. Um, be realistic with yourself. Be honest with yourself about what you want and because this is what's shaping the rest of your life. And that's something that you have to realize is that this isn't time to like play around and please other people. This is the time to be honest with yourself and give yourself what you deserve, which is doing what you want to do. So that's super important and um, I am keeping all of you in my thoughts and prayers that are going through this right now that feel very lost and indecisive. Um, you know, talk to people who are in the fields you may want to go into if there are more than one field or if there is more than one field and if you just don't know what you want to do and you're stuck between going to grad school, know that you always can go back to grad school. You don't have to do that right now. Um, obviously, it's more convenient to just go ahead and get it over with so you don't have to do it when you have kids like my parents did. Um, all that stuff, just be honest with yourself through it all. And that's like my biggest piece of advice because this is going to shape the rest of your life. So that is everything I have to share with you guys for today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. And Wow, I was just so honest. I feel like I just spilled my guts all over my desk. <laughs> I, mean, I like literally feel like throwing up right now because I feel like I haven't like vocalized any of that to anyone yet. And it's just so weird. Like I've talked about it with like my boyfriend, obviously, and then like one of my close friends. But wow, you guys, we're definitely like a close little family here. But I am so excited for what the future holds. I am so excited to give this whole thing a shot and I'm excited to see where it takes me, the lessons I learned, the failures and mistakes I'm going to have. Um, and I think that it's going to be great and I'm just trying to not stress about it even though all I seem to be able to do is stress about it. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, if you just want to talk, like let's talk and do that in the Gen Z Girl podcast Facebook group. Just look it up on Facebook and request to join, answer the three questions. If there was anything in this episode that like really resonated with you or you want to talk more about, or if you have any further questions, please, 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 please post them in the Gen Z Girl podcast group because I'm sure someone else is going through it and I want to see it. Tag me in it and I will eventually get to it. And um, if it's really personal, you can DM the Instagram account. I don't check them that often, but I will try to. Um, especially after this episode. So yeah, I feel a lot closer to you guys after saying all that. And I hope you guys can respect everything I said and like the decisions I'm making or the things I talked about. And I hope that you guys can like respect my fears and anxieties and everything because it's honestly very hard and stressful to be this vulnerable on a platform where a ton of people are listening to you um, because not everyone's going to agree with everything I have to say and that's totally okay. But um 
respecting that I'm like doing what I think is best for me at this point and I'm always going to you know take care of myself at the end of the day um hopefully everyone can respect that and hopefully I got everything across like very straightforward I feel like sometimes I'm just like a jumbled mess especially right now so hope you guys enjoyed um be sure to follow me on Instagram follow the Gen Z Girl podcast on Instagram and join the Facebook group so we can all stay connected and I hope you guys have a great week um wash your hands sing happy birthday to yourself stay healthy. (laughs) I love you guys. And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.